So I guess we have to let um, Rick Everson do his do his written. Uh, <laughs> oh <thing>. my god! <laughs> How tedious! <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, what a nerd! <laughs> I feel like we built this up a lot. Yeah, it's built up way too much. Now. It's going to be disappointing. Not, not as good um, as it could have been. We should build it up just a little bit more and then <laughs> let Rick do it. Drum roll. <laughs> Excellent. An ale for me. And for my officers, in fact, ales for everyone. Turn backwards. With Rick and Rick and Will and Zemma. Oh, yes. <clears throat> Hello, welcome to Ten Backwards, a UK-based podcast of talking all about Star Trek. I am one of your hosts, Rick Everson, and joining me, as always, is a lady who can fly a starship but can't even drive a car, Gemma Turland. It's true, and yeah, hello. Um, a man who is frankly too old for my bullshit, Will Turland. <laughs> hello. <laughs> And yeah, also true. <laughs> <laughs> and a man who is keeping the Borg Queen in his cupboard just in case he needs time travel, Rick Palmer. Yeah, it's a it's a, it's, a, it's an odd relationship, but we like it. <laughs> um, so those those slightly weird introductions are because we're going to be talking about a lot of the new trailers and videos that came out of the recent Star Trek Day, mm. which was just a few days before we were recording, but could have been ages ago, depending on when we released this. Um, so it was a pretty big epic day in terms of stuff that happened. Who we comes had... down the chim? Who comes down the chimney on Star Trek Day? <laughs> I, 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 uh, it's got to be Q, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, probably. I th- yeah, I think I think yeah. in terms of like than Father Christmas, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah, I mean. It, to do the things that Santa Claus does is a a, 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 a Q level being, mm. right? So, yeah. I, I mean, Santa could be a Q, maybe. Easily. Yeah. Yeah, maybe he is. Yeah. It's definitely maybe. not going to be Quark. That feels like that giving away gifts uh, <laughs> from zero funny. profit is against everything he'd ever believe in. Um, whoever it is, they were very generous because we got a trailer for Series 2 of Picard. Mm. Um, we got a trailer for Series 1 of Prodigy. Mm. And we got, um, well, we've also got a trailer for um, the second half of Season 2 of Lower Decks. And we got a, a, a casting video for Strange New Worlds. I was really hoping for a trailer, but mm. the casting video itself had some pretty um, amazing revelations, which uh, we will get into. Yeah. Um, so where should we start? Should we get? Should we start with Picard? Yeah. Okay. Which, um, yeah, that was a pretty, pretty epic, crazy trailer. <laughs> Do you recall what I said, Jean-Luc, when last we parted ways? The trial never ends. Q. I am way too old for your bullshit. Guys, we got big problems. Something moved us. Q went back in time and turned our world into a totalitarian nightmare. Do you understand what this means? Time has been broken. So we, we were obviously already aware Q was in it. Yeah. Um, and that it was going to involve some sort of time travel shenanigans. But we got a bit more... Bit more detail this this, this trailer. Yeah, so I wouldn't have predicted that they go back to modern day, mm. a la uh, no. Star Trek Four. <laughs> yeah, which of course isn't you know Star Trek Four was the eighties, but it was modern day when they made it. Yeah, yes, so, it is now ancient history, of course. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's and practically it, a period piece. <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs> um, so yeah, it looks like they go back in time to the the modern era, and and mm. and comedy ensues. Um, oh, knock about fun. Yeah, I'm not sure there'll be that much comedy. I mean, I think there'll be some elements, but 
Um, interesting to note, we're not that far at the modern point from the bell riots in the sanctuary districts, as shown in DS9's past tense. Mm. And there was glimpses of what looked very much like sanctuary districts in the Picard trailer. Ah, right. Okay. So I don't know whether we'll touch on that in Picard. It would be interesting if we did. Yeah. Because uh, basically it seems like you moves them to a to change he changes history. Yeah. So they're, they're, yeah. So they're in a but they're protected they're protected from being changed by that, I guess. For some, for, to to an extent, because we see seven clearly has no implants. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. it looks like Annika Hansen has lived a different life in this well, Picard describes it as a totalitarian regime. Mm. And he's uh, definitely and, dressed in a, a uniform that suggests that and mm. so yeah. a, a member of that regime. So maybe Are it's they... like when so maybe it's like when in, in like in sort of like tapestry, so people they retain their they retain who they are, but they mm. but they sort of wake up in the bodies of their alternate yeah. selves. Ultim- ultimately, I'm, I'm assuming that Picard and his little ragtag crew get to retain their memories because it's Q, it's Q doing a test, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or just he's just bored. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's all like, "Oh, the trial never ends," but actually, I'm just bored, so I'm going to dress up some fancy yeah. shit about trial, like I'm helping you. But yeah, just just shits and giggles for for Q. <laughs> Did you, Gemma, when you watched this trailer, were you like? Oh, it's disappointing to see that the Federation hasn't been changed. Whatever's changed (laughs) in the timeline, the Federation is still a totalitarian (laughs) state that it always was. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think maybe he just just lifted the veil. Mm -hmm. This is what what it really is. Maybe that's it. Guys, open your eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm I am here for this. I am I, I I love alternate timelines and that how stuff could have gone. So the the idea of Picard as some high up in some terrible dictatorship or something mm. is quite appealing. I want to see mm. that. Obviously, I want him to change it because you know you can't you can't fuck Star Trek's entire premise over like that. <laughs> but, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It'd be yeah. interesting. It'd be interesting to know what's changed. Mm. Yeah, yeah. What's the what's the sort of trigger event? Like, what's the um, yeah? What's like the the Kelvin equivalent? You know, mm. the, the the point where it skews into a different timeline. Apparently, something in contemporary times. Mm. Which is, uh... there's, there's a line in the trailer where they say we've we've got six days to um, to mm. you know put history back on track or something along mm-hmm. those lines. Yes, yeah, which... but I mean, how are they gonna? Because I don't know the the way that the twenty first, well, the twentieth and late twentieth, early twenty first century is depicted in Star Trek is kind of vague because sort of canonically, it was a quiet. There was some wars going on, weren't there? Because okay. so, as I understand it, there was the eugenics wars. Yeah, that World was in the nineteen nineties. So it feels like in in, in in canon, this is somewhere between in between the eugenics wars and World War Three. Yeah, and and ultimately, maybe World War Three doesn't happen. Maybe, maybe, maybe yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and that that could be the thing that that then. Um, because yeah, that then means that the Federation actually becomes a sort of a totalitarian. Mm. State, maybe, you know, maybe well, humans needed that that devastating third war to to change their viewpoints on certain yeah. things. And... I can't remember who said it, but someone on Twitter postulated that maybe Picard has to correct events towards the Bell riots, so Cisco can correct events toward the Bell riots, so they can happen properly and save the future. Mm-hmm. And that would be like a really weird, convoluted <laughs> set of. Yeah. If you don't do this, Cisco can't come back and do this. So this. How is this happen- a tri- How is this a trial of humanity? Q, come on. <laughs> <laughs> how? <laughs> no, I'm getting too old for your bullshit. <laughs> I love that bit. I'm 
I'm, I'm, I'm way too old for your bullshit. Is, is now my new sheer fucking hubris. <laughs> <laughs> also, I quite like because in the trailer, obviously, the way the lines go and the way the, the things on screen can be completely unrelated. But it yeah. looks like Q snapped his fingers to stop the swearing, and he looked absolutely affronted that someone was swearing at him. He's, he's clearly one of those swearing in Star Trek. I'm not yeah. having it. It's like this never happened in TNG. <laughs> <laughs> Although Picard was allowed to say shit in French on TNG, wasn't he? Oh. I think. <laughs> not, not, not those actual three words. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, you mentioned the Borg Cube approach, like shit in French. <laughs> yeah, that's what he. That's what he. That's what he was going to say instead of make it so. But they're like, yeah, this isn't shit in French. <laughs> this isn't. This isn't testing well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> audiences really don't really like it. They, they just think it's a bit rude. <laughs> <laughs> they, and they don't understand why he would. He would. The character would say that. <laughs> Shit in French is a good catchphrase, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, listeners, look out for a new range of 10 backward merchandise T-shirts that just say shit in French. <laughs> it's just another Borg Queen, do you think? I mean, I'm, I get a bit confused with Borg Queens, mm. whether they're – because I know that different actresses have played them. So mm. I think mm. Susanna Thompson – and Alex, Alex, Alice Creed. Alice, Alice Creed yeah. originated in First Contact. Susanna so, Thompson took the role for Voyager, but then in the Voyager finale, they got Alice Creed back. Yeah, so I, I don't know whether they whether they ever really sort of confirmed whether there be more than one, or it's the same because mm. well, because Alice Creed one is, is destroyed in two times. In, We've seen it die twice. So this must be a new one. So, um, I mean, I, I don't know. My, my feeling about the Borg Queen is that she is kind of a personification of the collective. Mm. And at times of need to have a, a person there, to, or, 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 you know, the Queen like, can basically coalesce from it and they have a general template or yeah. potentially they convert a female drone who looks mm. approximately correct. Because surely they can just download... Mm. Into the, she's kind of like the King Arthur of the Borg. Yeah, in the Borg's time of need. Um, yeah, yeah. He, she wakes, she wakes up from. Yeah. She wakes up from underneath the hill. Big yeah. tour. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I know what you mean. Sorry, Dan. It's like she's a recurring yeah. program, almost like Neo in the Matrix. But you don't have mm. to go through the iterations of it. Mm. You at any point you can just. Bunk and knock one out. Could you? <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. She is sexy in a weird slime. Yeah, I mean, definitely Data would well, would, would agree with that. He's skilled really? at knocking one out. Yeah, in many, in, in, many yeah. in many ways, multiple <laughs> techniques. And one of the te- those techniques has to be basic knocking one out, doesn't it? <laughs> It's not a skill as such, is it? It's no, just... it's <laughs> so, wait, wait, wait. So, wait so, knocking one out implies the existence of fancy knocking one out. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, but so I guess so. Data has fully. So when he knocks one out, like it. I mean, if he did do that, um, that he he so he ejaculates. Yeah, oil. it's gonna be it's gonna be oil, has it? <laughs> And we know that he has an inflatable penis from insurrection. <laughs> it could be, oh, it could be, um, it yeah. could be bubble bath that he ejaculates. <laughs> That's what those bottles in lower decks were filled with. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> yeah. All right. These are the inc- these are the important things that we talk about in this podcast. <laughs> Um, so, so yeah, the yeah. Borg Queen is in it. Um, mm. My my phone went nuts. I was away the other week, um, and I had very sporadic coverage for my phone. Um, I took the dog for a walk and obviously hit an area, and suddenly my phone goes nuts with headline stuff about um, this lady who's going to play the Borg Queen, and the lady is an actress who I think was in Twenty Four for a couple of seasons. Um, so oh, I was aware okay. of it, but I was like, oh, so an Enterprise is a series two of Picard. I kind of wish that would have been kept 
secret, if I'm honest. But uh, she was in an episode fair, of Enterprise awesome as well. Oh. She was, yes, yes. She, she, yeah, I should not neglect to say that. Um, also, interestingly, the, it, the, I think the first series of Twenty Four she was in, um, the guy who played Trip Tucker guested in. I think he got shot. Oh, right. Yeah, Connor Trenier was in um, an episode or two of that series as a security guard or something. Um, But yes, um, I was like, at the time, I was like, oh man, I'd I'd rather have not known. I'd love to, you know, Mm. I'd love to have been watching and suddenly the Borg Queen is there. I was like, shit. It's a bit of a misstep. Yeah, that's true, actually. I hadn't thought about that, but it would have been nice. Not to have the trailer spoil yeah. that, actually. Because it, it looks those... like it was a big reveal in, in mm. the show. They they mm. open this the cupboard up and it's like, and they're all like, oh my God, what? Yeah. And they ruined that. Moment. I think, but they did this in the first series, though, when they released the trailer that showed us that Riker and Seven and Troy were all going to be in it. Yeah. At the time. Um, but I, just, I think maybe they're just taking the approach like, you can't keep this shit secret. Some fucker's going to find out and put it all over the internet. So let's mm. preempt it. Let's make it a feature. People will be drawn to it. So I kind of think that's maybe their attitude. There's also um, that pressure to have something exciting in the trailer and mm. to have the Borg Queen shows up. I guess they know if she's in the trailer. That's gonna that's gonna generate a like a few nerd headlines. Like that's exactly the kind of coverage they want, isn't it? Nerd lines, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I kind of wish I didn't know that until we got into the show. Mm-hmm. But, but it's too late; I can't forget it. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, what I found most enticing in the trailer was not so much the Boar Queen's existence, but the a little bit later they show a bit where it looks like her and um, Agnes. Yeah having some sort of interaction oh. and that interests me what agnes and i mean yeah gerati's character had such a journey in the first season and i'm mm. very and, and in a way i kind of feel like she's 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 the innocent of the group even though she's done a murder <laughs> yes, she, has, yeah. she has murdered someone right? yeah murder. yeah but also she's not the seasoned space veteran that everyone else is and you kind of can't help but feel yeah a bit, well all right um not so much elnor but oh, yeah. elnor yeah. himself you know has been trained in in certain things and stuff and so so i always feel that gerati is 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 the innocent and she was kind of on the effect of a weird mind meld thing when she did a murder. So. She's done more cold-hearted murders than anyone, though. That's that's the one mm. thing she's got over anyone else. Although, I bet statistically... Yeah, and I bet statistically Picard has probably oh, killed God, a yeah. lot more people Picard's than uh, Girati has, any. to be fair. I mean, yeah, if you want to count the, the Battle of Wolf 359, it's, it's mm. not... Um, so yeah, there's still that, and so yeah, the idea of her and um, Agnes at the mercy of the Borg Queen is kind of a yikes. You know, yeah, it's enough to make her sick. <laughs> God, yeah, she's. Uh, I hope, I hope, I hope she isn't sick too much in season two because like pretty much ep- every episode in season one, she threw up. And- you know, I was like, I kind of had a little bit of a crush on her at first, and then she did loads of six, and then a murder, and I was like, I just, I don't know if I can continue this crush. <laughs> I really don't. It's really inconvenient for um, my crush feelings. But you know, maybe, maybe I can get that back maybe. in season two. We'll see. It's Shake it yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um... it looks like they've shaken off the whole her being a murderer thing i have a bad feeling it's not going to be mentioned in season two and i just think if a character murders someone i think it's important (laughs) (laughs) i'm I'm, I'm sure there was some mention that it was going to get addressed in some way so Mm. i do hope they do because they need to so yeah there wasn't a huge amount of stoji in the trailer was there no, there wasn't. Just a, just a few brief shots, yeah. really. Um, <clears throat> with no indication, really, as to what her story might be in mm. season two. Not not much to grab hold of, I thought. No, but, but, but uh, you know, 
does er, everything doesn't have to be laid out in the trailer. No, so. no, and I'd prefer it. No. Right, you know, so yeah. Um, I mean, likewise, there was very little Elnor in there yeah. as well. Yeah, you just see, yeah, a glimpse of this. I mean, not sure. I like Picard's hair. finding. Picard's yeah. going to travel through time to find time period to abandon him in now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As a as a person who thinks Picard's treatment of Elnor, well, Picard's treatment of almost everybody in season one is a bit shoddy mm-hmm. at, at, at various points. Yeah. So I um, hope I hope that he get at some point gets to say, "My friend, choose to live." <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, then I think I'll be happy. You'd be happy. Yeah. yeah. That would be actually awesome if we get like a proper Elnor bit draws the sword and says, "My friend, choose to live," and the response is from an automated thing saying, "Sir, this is a Wendy's." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I noticed that we there weren't any shots of uh, of Chateau Picard in the trailer. Oh. I thought I didn't well, see the chateau, but you did see the chateau. You saw did the you? inside of the chateau. It's <gasps> a bit shattered. The chateau is shattered. Ah, so okay. That presumably in the alternate universe didn't look after the chateau. Yeah, do you know you're right? I'd forgotten that. Mm. And we just, I, I think we just don't see any kind of exterior. No. Uh, wine vines. <laughs> it's, it, yeah, it raises the question, I suppose. Is are the scenes in in his like chateau living room on board La Serena, or actually back at the chateau? Mm. Yeah, good point. Because he has his fancy holographic ready room that just looks like his his his, his house. Yeah. <laughs> just definitely, just so they could reuse that set because <laughs> it was quite expensive. <laughs> But it is really nice little rooms. So I quite like yeah. it. Quite, you know, I'm, I'm oh, another point. Um, it's not really in the trailer, but um, there were some photos shared from like some of the chairs on set. Um, you know, the ones that people sit in, those nice canvasy ones. I know what a chair is. <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> yeah. I, 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 as opposed to chairs that people set. don't sit in. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah sorry, really now you're all quick-witted <laughs> <laughs> and they've been printed with the star trek picard logo and what looks like a ship very much like the stargazer oh. and as time travel is involved there's some wondering whether the stargazer may make an appearance which i would flipping love to see the stargazer again that would be cool yeah um, uh, and like, and like, I, th- I think, like, as you were saying, it can be hard to sort of tell from a trailer where the dialogue matches up to the mm. images that you're seeing. Mm. I imagine that's probably not the case entirely, at least. Um, but it looks, it looks interesting. I kind of, I guess, I kind of hope that this series is still, still quite fun, um, and isn't. I mean, I, I know from our from our episodes where we talk those DS9 episodes that we reviewed that feature the Bell Riots. I wasn't I wasn't a huge fan of of characters from the from a from a future where they have everything going back in time and sort of hmm. moaning about the past. Mm. Um so I hope I hope that this series, this this new season um addresses the addresses what the characters have to do in a in at least a a relatively, a relatively light-hearted manner, and isn't sort of about pointing out how things are wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, that's all I'm. That's that's the only thing I would say is that I hope mm-hmm. that that we get a, a, a you know a, a, an interesting season, which doesn't have to be a, too serious in it in in any points that it wants to make. Yeah. Hmm. That, I mean, that, that's because sure, my, my thought next was to just sort of say, shall we go around and say what, because when um, when they first announced the news of Picard, that time when um, in the Vegas convention, Patrick Stewart came out and said, we're going to do a series and, of, about Picard. We did, and now I'm we taking off all my clothes. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, man. We happened what a... to be uh, at Will and Gemma's recording, didn't we? So we did <laughs> record a bit of a thing of that. And one of the things we said was we just sort of what what would we all like to see from a series? So I was just thought it might be quite good to just go around and say what would you guys like to see from series two, either based on what you've seen in the trailer or just separate to the trailer, your own hopes and dreams. 
for this series. I I think uh, a bit more of Elnor. Um, I kind of want to see him a bit more involved in the story because he was a really good character in um, season one. I thought, but he sort of yeah. he didn't quite have enough to do. No, well, he didn't have no. anything to do. No, he died a lot, and it wasn't really fair to his character. I don't think. Yeah, Could he be a kind of a conscience for um, Picard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you, I think, <laughs> Gemma, I love the idea that you yeah. think the guy who regularly beheads people should be a conscience. <laughs> he does that. He does that in a specific set of rules. He does. Yeah, yes. only as a last resort. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he, even he warns if they, them. They have to choose not to they live. They have to choose not to live. My friend, to live, my friend. It's really on them. <laughs> exactly. If they no longer want to be that close to their head. <laughs> I think I'd I would like to see the the Borg um, story revisited because I felt like there was some I, I wanted more from that in in season one the whole mm. kind of Borg cube um, mm. stuff I just I but I have a feeling that they're not really going to do that I think season two is going to be a new story mm-hmm. um, but I yeah just a little disappointment. Disappointed with with where the bog stuff went in season yes. one, as in not it was not more very a, far, and it, it was more a um, a set or more a, a location, wasn't it? Mm. Really, although they did have a tiny bit of interesting stuff in the bog, but yeah, in the end, it just it just it was a location. Yeah, um, that's it. I'm gonna because you're not you're not the first person who's expressed dissatisfaction with the bog storyline, and some people have been quite sort of angry at that series that's saying they really didn't they, they had this this thing with the Borg and they could have made so much more and they didn't do it and I'm kind of like my my feeling is I think that they're, they're still building that I think there's the fact that we've got the Borg Queen in this I think there's mm. more to come based on that and the reason I think that is because at the end of Stardust City Rag when Picard and Seven had that conversation about life post-assimilation and I think, given that, I think I, I don't think they're selling the Borg short. I think they're building something, uh, and it may take. It might not be. It might not come fully in series two. It might go into series three. I don't know. But I kind of, mm. I'm, I'm happy to sit and wait and let them play this out on the longer game. On that. That, I might, be, I might be wrong. I'm, they might have no fucking idea what they're doing. But that would be a cool way to do it. To have a big, kind of. Re, a, a big sort of Borg storyline in season three, and maybe that's the that's the climax of the Picard show. Mm. Um, yeah, it pays yeah. off. It pays off the XB and the, the the abandoned cube thing, and it pays off elements that come out of the Borg Queen and whatever else they do in series two. It, I'm I'm willing to trust that they have a plan. Gemma, had you got any specific I or, want or non-specific? See, I want to see Picard's French pimp alter ego resurface. He can't control it. No, he can't. So <laughs> I'd like to see that come out at the wrong time. Yeah, yeah. Like he, <laughs> just wakes, he just wrong, wakes up. At the wrong time. <laughs> like he just he, he wakes up. <laughs> in that in that outfit with the eye patch, it's like oh god, it's yeah. a little. <laughs> what did I do? It's <laughs> uh, like a weird Frenchman. <laughs> of all, all of the things that Star Trek fans want to see from the Picard show, yeah. that's I, I have a feeling that on a, that, that's low down on a lot of people's lists, but that's. Yeah. I, I support you. Thank you. When there's um, a full, there's yeah, a full moon. I t- that's <laughs> that raises an interesting wish. question, Rick. In, in the world of space travel, what happens to were beasts? Yeah. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. I mean, is it? Because like, is, is it? Mm. Yeah. I mean, is it? Yeah. Which moon? Any moon can exactly. any can any moon set you off? Or? Yeah, and if you're like, if you're equidistant between two planets to orbiting moon but what happens to you then yeah or if you're on a planet with more than one moon do you yeah. get, you become like a super wear person well, just like kind of stuttering messed up kind of non-thing 
I have a feeling this won't be tackled in Picard season two. But if it was, I, I'd be on board with that. Um, I just I didn't get any hint of that from the trailers. So well, maybe that's what they—that's the secret they're going to unleash. <laughs> maybe. So I want to see that. Okay. And, right. Okay. And French pimp. Picard. So you want to see French pimp Picard, and you want an a answer to a question which. <laughs> Which, to be to be fair, the Picard series has never <laughs> really <laughs> had any business answering. Yeah. Okay, no, good. <laughs> I, I think if, if if Picard series two does not answer the question of the were beasts and and travelling in space, that maybe needs to be a movie script we should we should pitch and write. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or an episode of Lower Decks we could write. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I um. I, I just hope that that this season um, it makes the most makes the most of the story that it's telling because we're going back. Seemingly, we're going back in time, at least at least for some part of the season. And mm. and I hope that when we do that, we 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 genuinely get to see Earth as it's sort of supposed to be, based on the. The, the history of Earth that we know exists in Star Trek. I don't really want to. I'd be a bit disappointed if they go back to 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 out to, to what is contemporary for us, and it's very similar to our world because clearly it's not. I mean, clearly Star mm. Trek exists in a different world, a, a different timeline. So, like we were saying, the eugenics wars happened in the nineties. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know when Khan and his followers were put on the Botany Bay, but it seems like space travel was more advanced back mm. then. Mm. Yeah. So, so I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying they have to lean into it heavily. I just hope that we. I hope that when they go back in time, it's not to something that's too familiar. It's, mm. it's something that that fits mm. with what we've been told so far about Earth's history. Because mm. because yeah, it's, it's be cool to fill in some of the gaps in terms of that. Because you know, for for all the time that, I mean, Earth isn't really very. I mean, it's it's right that Earth isn't featured a lot in Star Trek because most of the time, we're on a spaceship, exploring, or on a on a star base that's far away from Earth. But you know, Earth is important, and it's where it's part of where the Federation was born. So, so yeah, I just I hope, considering that we're having time travel, that we we, we maybe get a bit of a get a bit of that history and it and it fits and it fits with what we've been told so far i think i think you might get a bit more of your wish than you with that one rick because some people talking about um shots of a bus on the trailer an advert on the bus that had some sort of reminiscence of some sort of more advanced space travel than we are currently doing cool um i don't know if they people comparing it to images of botany bay as well so so mm. maybe they well. do fully acknowledge that because when Voyager went back to the 1990s, nothing. Mm. Yeah, in terms yeah. of mm. the eugenics. I was thinking that. Yeah. So, um, and to be honest, I wondered if they, if they, if they, if the production guys have made a decision to move the eugenics wars up by a hundred years because when Bashir was um, discovered to be genetically engineered there's an admiral towards the end talking about it. And he says about Khan and he says 200 years ago, which would put it a hundred years later than the 1990s. But apparently that was just a, a, a mix up. Someone was thinking of uh, what Khan said in, in Star Trek two. So that was just an error. Um, but um, yeah, so it, it, yeah, I think that's, I think what Rick says is it would be good to acknowledge the fact that there is some advanced forms of space travel compared to what we actually have now. In Picard season one, Earth was really important, like more than more so than it has been in any other Trek series, really. Mm. We saw more of Earth than mm. we have done before. So it was, actually it was, it's, it's quite fitting in season two that we're getting more Earth, I suppose. Yeah. It was the end of series um, episode three before we even left Earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Um, I'm thinking what I would like is some acknowledgement and reference to the fact that the trial of humanity is now 
got a robot as its defence. Mm, yes. And I want to see Picard yeah. wrestle with that fact. I want to see Picard have questions about his own humanity now and how that affects him and how he relates to Q in that. Because I think yeah. that's kind of a fact. But what I don't want is all this time travel shenanigans to undo the robot body thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want them to commit to that story yeah. idea, and and yeah, not not kind of unpick it because mm-hmm. that yeah that would be a bit disappointing. I think you made a story decision to you know see it through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, think, that's that's a good point. And I think that's something that could actually play very well into a third series if we did get into the Borg thing that. Picard is mm. now a robot Picard. How is he different from a Borg drone? Because of individuality and the, the, mm. the nature of the collective versus mm. the individual. And I think that would be some interesting philosophical ground we could cover across Q's trial and into some Borg story. And do, do we know when when is season two premiering? Um, February next year. Next year? Yeah, February. February. Oh, oh man, that's too long. Yeah. What yeah, what other Star Trek have we got in the meantime? Oh wait, well, once Lower Decks finishes, we've got Prodigy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So should we talk about the? Should we talk about Prodigy next? Because we we have seen a trailer for it, right? We have. Yes. How did a ship get inside here? The more important question. How do we get it out? Join us. You always wanted to see the stars. On behalf of Starfleet, welcome aboard. Uh, what is that? Have you ever even flown a ship before? No. Does it show? So Prodigy is um, a new, brand new show. And it is aimed at a lower age group than usual, mm. which is a, a first and kind of an interesting thing. Um, so that's that's just quite nice, actually, because um, obviously Lower Decks is a cartoon, but it's very much an adult cartoon. Yeah. Um, but Prodigy is very much aimed at your sort of 7 to 12 bracket, I think. I don't know if that's officially the thing, but it's along the lines of certain programs I know that my kids quite like watching on Netflix. Mm. Certainly reminiscent of a few of those. So it's kind of exciting. And of course, Janeway's in it. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and in the trailer, we, we do, we get to see a fair bit of Janeway. Mm. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, the first thing I thought is the, so the animation style is quite different to lower decks. Um, mm. It's quite. It's maybe more akin to, <clears throat> say, uh, Clone Wars, the the Star Wars animated show, where there's um, it's animated, but there, there's an like they sort of gone for an element of, of realism. Um, mm. uh, maybe not so much in the, you know, the characters are sort of stylized, but the the, the world around them looks looks more realistic than say the animation in Lower Decks. Um, and yeah, I, I liked it. I liked the look of it so far. Um, Got to admit to having a major exciting bit when when Janeway appeared and spoke, and I was a bit like, oh, flipping heck! I mean, I know she's a yeah. hologram. It's not like real, real Janeway, but it's flipping close enough. And it, yeah, it's the first new uh, Janeway footage, I suppose that that we've that we've seen in you know since the end of Voyager. So. Yeah, that is pretty exciting. Yeah. So it, it seems the general premise is a, is, um, a group of, of um, well, a, a ragtag bunch of uh, misfits, uh, to coin a phrase, is going to discover a crashed or abandoned starship. Um, yeah. Which includes a Janeway hologram. Uh, and they're going to use it to get into all the sorts of scrapes while other people... Other less savoury elements want to take the starship for themselves, so it's a kind of like on the run from these guys or fighting back. 
But yeah, it looks exciting. I mean, it's nice. It's nice to have a show that's aimed more at a younger age group as well. It is, yeah, it is. Because you know, we we have um, we have kids, and uh, we we showed the trailer to our kids. Um, our youngest, Harvey, didn't look up. Uh, from his tablet because he was watching YouTube at the time, but um, <laughs> but my daughter Emily did watch the trailer and she was she was interested in it, mm. uh, which is good. Um, she she had some enthusiasm for watching it. Yeah, my um, youngest Isaac is very keen to watch it. So. Yeah. yeah, and it's you know it'll be it'll be exciting to kind of share a Star Trek show. With, with the kids actually because we mm. haven't really been able to do that with any of the new shows because they've all, all the been swears. a bit too adult yeah all the swearing and, and beheading <laughs> yeah thanks Elnor <laughs> <laughs> yeah the main bad guy in Star Trek Prodigy is voiced by John Noble who yeah. who was mm. he was Denethor in the Lord of the Rings films and mm. he was, he was in, in Fringe. Fringe yes yeah <laughs> So, yeah, got some. Um, I yeah, I I felt I felt the trailer was um, was very much sort of aimed at the the people it's aimed at, which is fair mm. enough. Yeah, I, but I get the sense. By, I I kind of hope that the the show, I think the show will probably you know be something that that grown ups can watch too. Yeah, I think when you I think when you have a trailer for a kid show, you have to kind of have, of course you have a, to, a lot of energy yeah. and a lot of quips and mm. and and a bit of and silliness and stuff, which is yeah. cool. Don't get me wrong, I like all that stuff, but I, I can't. I mean, I, I get this. I hope that the show itself is, um, you know, like like you like you were talking about um, Clone Wars. Like Clone Wars is mm. a is a show that kids can definitely enjoy, but. It, it's, yeah. but it was but it was a brilliant show in itself as well it, it really it really built the Star Wars universe for me I felt it it, it laid a lot of it, it built a lot of canon in that world and yeah I, I feel I, I hope that Star Trek Prodigy does that too I I, I want it to fit within Star Trek and you know I think I mean I'm I'm, I'm confident because um I think it's very easy to consider the words aimed at kids to be dismissive, but mm. if you hear a, if you hear a kid talk about a program they're into, the plot lines and the characterisation, it's complex stuff. Yeah, yeah. that's and I yeah, think kids absolutely. Kids shows can be hugely more complex and have a lot more depth than people would sort of give them credit for. So yeah, definitely. And you know, recently there's been some really uh, brilliant animated shows that they're aimed at kids like the the she-ra um yeah which is uh which is really excellent well well worth watching and you know um voltron voltron as well is really good yeah Mm. i I mean my youngest loves voltron absolutely hooked Um, on that one so yeah Mm. yeah that's a you, you make a good point there rick i i think it's um you know i i think if a show's good then it doesn't really matter how old you are but I guess yeah. if it's got if it's got like violence and murders and swearing in it, then maybe don't watch it if you're a kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's that's the way in which it sort of does matter how old you are. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think there's no reason why adults can't enjoy this, and, and I just hope I hope Star Trek fans aren't going to be too kind of snooty about it and. Be like, oh, it's a kids show. I'm not going to bother with it because I think there was a there was a lot of that when with the Clone Wars show in Star Wars. A lot of kind of Star Wars fans were like, oh, I'm, not, I'm not watching a Star Wars cartoon. It's like, well, you know, the, the original trilogy would were kind of aimed at kids, um, mm-hmm. and it, yeah. you know, maybe maybe just sort of get over it and, and give the show a chance. Okay, maybe not the Jar Jar Binks episodes, but. <laughs> The ridiculous thing is, though, a lot of the people who say that got into these things when they were kids, Doctor Who fans. Mm. I think they were quite guilty of that sort of thing. Yeah. But do you know what? It, it was always aimed at kids. They got into it when they were kids. And now, like, it's 10, 15, 20 years later, and they're all like, oh, that's such a kiddie aim thing. It's like, yeah, that's because it's always been like that, mm. just because you've grown up. Yeah. 
So, yeah, you know, just need to give this stuff credit for the fact that just because it's for kids doesn't mean it's not going to have complex and well put together plots and good characters and stuff like that. So. Yeah, yeah, and I think, and I think um, from the trailer, I I don't think there's a a, a human character. Apart from the well, I mean, the hologram is of a human, but but they they all seem to be aliens. It's like a yeah. a, a, a like a a big sort of sort of reptilian looking kid and a blob, <laughs> yeah. blob a blob guy. That's Murph, I think. Murph, Murph is the blob. yeah, yeah. There's a robotic one that's actually apparently a Medusan in a suit. Who's the? Um, who, who, the Medusans came from the original series, and um, they were a species that were brilliant at, at navigation, but so hideous to look at that the sight of them would send you mad. Yeah, so I think I think they had Ambassador Carlos Beam aboard the Enterprise in the original series, and he's just in a box. <laughs> in a box, and Spock uh, was having to Bridget's, a special brilliant Bridget saving technique. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But he was always accompanied by a telepath who was played by the same actress who played Pulaski. Okay. Um, oh, right. And she, she could come in because she was blind, but she wore a dress of sensor webbing so she could not bump into stuff. Um, and there's a really awkward scene where they're at dinner with this poor woman and all the senior staff are being lecherous and <laughs> misogynistic <laughs> and disgusting. Um, yeah. But ultimately, she's become jealous that um, anyone else might interact with the ambassador. So she telepathically nudges Spock to not wear his visor when the Enterprise is trapped the other side of the galaxy. Oh, no, that outside the galactic room. And he goes mad, but he gets better. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there's... Yes, oh, there you go, then. <laughs> yeah. That, this episode, that, that sounds nutty as balls. <laughs> I don't remember that one. I, I need to see it. Yeah. Is there in truth no beauty? Check it out. You'll be appalled. <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's a Tellarite there, I think, as well. Um, but, yeah, it looks like a really interesting show. Um, yeah. I can't wait for it, really. It should be really exciting. So that's coming up, I think, eight in the end of October, 20-something of October. Right. Yeah. Cool. Cool. It looks, it looks very pretty. It looks, it looks yes, wonderful. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that, the ship that was something nice, I definitely got from the trailer. It looks, it looks wonderful. So, mm. so yeah, I'm, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, it's new mm. Star Trek, so what's not to... Yeah. Well, exactly. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and then we don't even have to wait for that to run its course before Discovery starts. Oh, ah, right. Okay, so Discovery is um, <clears throat> not too far away then. Discovery's coming in November. Ah, oh, so, amazing. I didn't realise it was that close. Yeah, assuming, assuming Prodigy runs for about 10 episodes, um, they, they will, that and Dis- um, Prodigy and Discovery will be running at the same time. Excellent. Weeks. So, there will be a few weeks this year where we have two new Star Trek shows every week. Oh my goodness! I know. What sort of crazy dream is this? <laughs> yeah. So there wasn't any new trailer as such for Discovery. Um, so I haven't got a huge amount to report on that one, sadly. But yeah, um, yeah. Following Discovery, we should get Picard, and then of course we'll get Strange New Worlds. Mm. And so, there isn't yet a trailer for that. No, I was yeah. hoping for one, but we don't get one. However. What they did release was um, a casting video, so where they basically got the main cast to um, announce their characters, mm. and this this brought back some some shocking moments. Um, obviously, the first three uh, we expected having um, Anson Mount back as Pike. I, I wasn't surprised to see Pike. Actually. No. But he he probably would be in it, mm. and then he was. So that was nice. Yeah, uh, Rebecca Romain <laughs> is back as number one. Yeah, and we, we um, get her full name, Una. Una, um, Una and then it's, uh, in a, Una Chin Riley. There we are. Yeah, yeah. that was uh, that was that was also three words that 
that Picard might have said in, <laughs> instead of make it so or, <laughs> or, shit, <laughs> or shit in French. Una Chin Riley. Una Chin Riley. <laughs> um, you bastard. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> His roots coming through. Yeah. You're right. How <laughs> can his roots come through when he's bald? <laughs> uh, Sorry, Rick. We can't. We, we keep interrupting your um, your cast reveal. Please, please continue. <laughs> um, Ethan, Ethan Peck is back as Spock. Um, yes. Uh, and then, so some of the new people, we're, we we are getting Uhura. Hmm. Yeah, I was going to be yeah. flipping in it. I was so happy. Yeah, and I, I wasn't expecting that. No, that that completely. I had no idea that was coming. That was mm. fantastic. Um, so yeah, we got her on board the Enterprise's cadet. That's fantastic. Mm. Um, I did look at the actress who's playing her, and she is an accomplished singer, which mm. is good because her is obviously known for her singing. Yeah. Oh yeah, the yeah. Uh, original series and nice. dance and dancing, fan dancing, fan dancing. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Doctor Mbenga is is appearing as well, which was awesome. He appeared a couple of times in the original series, oh. and he has he's a specialist in Vulcan physiology. So oh, okay. okay, so that's quite one. And Nurse Chapel, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, cool. weird fact that we're going to have number one and Nurse Chapel on the same show played by yeah. different actresses. Because so, <laughs> obviously both these characters are only played by Michelle Barrett. Um, so that's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's a weird kind of turnaround, isn't it? Yeah. And, uh, cool. and uh, Andorian. Um, yeah. Who's the, who's the actor that's playing him? I forget the guy's name, but I don't think he's Andorian. I think he's Anar. Y- yes, I I ah. noticed that. Me. Ah, because okay. he's, he's white and he's got more, uh, he's, he's got facial ridges. And... and also the actor playing him is blind. Oh, oh right. Yes, okay. as, as are the Anar. The Anar, yes. So, oh, so I, I like the, okay. the idea they're going to have a, a character who's blind played by a blind actor because, you know, Kind of feel like you could bring a lot more to that. So, so yeah, and um, you kind of avoid that sort of awkwardness where a, a a fully sighted actor is playing a blind actor, and they and it's and it's obvious that they're not really blind. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. that 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 can happen in shows sometimes. Um, so I, you know, I think I think it's great there'll be some more sense. I mean, I think you know, like uh, Jamie Jamie Fox did a pretty good job of portraying ray charles <laughs> i mean to be to be to be fair you are he's not an andorian is he the actor who J- jamie oh, fox yeah. <laughs> but, correct i mean <laughs> I, i'm sure he was <laughs> no apparently not right what right. so uh, I, I think sometimes the the whole that there has to be um, oh, this is a tricky one, but there has to be uh, authenticity in the act. I know what you're saying. Acting. I know what you're saying, but sometimes when a, when an actor is playing a, oh, a blind God, yeah. character, you can see their eyes moving around and looking at stuff. Yeah, because it's like That's it's obviously. just automatic. They can't, you know, they sort of can't stop that from happening. Yeah, and so um, that can be a problem. Yeah, I just think. I mean, I, yeah, but I don't think you have to have blind people playing blind people. I don't think you. I think you can have sighted people playing blind people. Yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, you I, know. Get what, I get the point you're making. I just. Yeah, but the, I suppose there is also the argument that there are blind actors. So. Um, yeah. G- give give them a job. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but, but blind actors shouldn't have to just play. Well, I mean, no, why you, I mean, you wouldn't need that I mean, argument. Yeah, it'd be an easy yeah. job for the agent, wouldn't it, for, for a blind actor <laughs> going, uh, like, I oh, got you this great job. You're like, is it? Is it as a blind person? It's like, how did you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. all you get me. So you're you're and giving me blind roles. You blind roles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Isn't there a show where everyone's blind? Like a, a, an Apple TV or something? I think Jason. 
Do you think Jason Momoa is in it? It's a futuristic. It's like a futuristic one where Jason Momoa isn't blind. No, he's see <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's like a so... dystopian because there are lots of dystopian stuff going on. Um, mm. I'm sure it's like a, a futuristic world where Earth's future where most of the people are blind. Mm. It might be called blind. <laughs> Look, everyone's blind. I don't. They wouldn't call it. Look, everyone's oh, blind. Yeah. That would be quite sensitive. Yeah, it would be. Jealous. That would. Yeah, that would be triggering. For God, Gemma. How dare you? How dare you use that phrasing? <laughs> I feel like we've gone off on a tangent here. And, um... and also, yeah, we're we're. Once again, where um... so there's an yeah there's, there's another character, <laughs> um, and ah, oh, so this is one of those because when I watched this trailer, I was in a hurry to watch it. I could not wait, and everything was going on in the morning. Get the kids ready for school and stuff. So I literally watched it in the kitchen on my phone, mm. um, and therefore I misread the caption. So when the, this character's name was announced as Laan Noonien Singh, I read Noonien Singh. And thought she was playing one of Data's family, mm. and to be honest, I was like, oh, "For fuck's sake, we're kind of we've kind of done this to death now, haven't we?" <laughs> but no, yeah. Ninian Singh is come on. So that's yeah. really exciting because we haven't done that to death. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we have we have done it a bit. Yeah, there are <laughs> three times it's been done. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was still excited um, by that reveal. What was his wife's name? Because he was married, wasn't he? Calm. Or he, he had well, a I assume he married Marla MacGyvers. But she, because she died, didn't yeah. she? Um, but the, the fact that this point in the Enterprise would be before they revived Khan from the Botany Bay. Mm-hmm. Suggests that this person is a descendant mm. of Khan by the normal family line from the nineties, right? From the nineteen yeah. nineties going down, mm-hmm. and it, it it raises so many questions: Is does she have augment ability still, or mm. is, is you know are the augment genes essentially so diluted through um, the the years that it's not a factor, or is she you know super strong, super clever? Do people have prejudice against her? That mm. they can't have the laws against genetic engineering apply to her because she's, you know, she's descended. She's not chosen. She's not been changed. She's not yeah. chosen that. But you know, what are the attitudes towards her that she has to face? I think there's so many story possibilities for a Khan descendant mm. in the Star Trek world that has, um, you know, a huge problem about genetic engineering. So. Really interested to see what 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 her character's about. Mm. It's very yeah. very exciting. Much more exciting than someone saying, "Oh yeah, I've been thinking about like robots a bit." So, <laughs> but I probably won't do anything about it for for, for my lifetime. But my yeah. but my I'm my grandson, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they get, so, get Brent Spiner back for that, wouldn't they? Surely, <laughs> you think so. yeah. Well, he has said he's kind of done with the data role, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he said that a bunch of times. Well, yeah, but it, but yeah, he could play. He could play. I mean, I think he's done with that because it's a lot of makeup. Whereas he could just yeah. be a, he, could, he could be a song and well, he came back in lower decks as a shampoo. So. <laughs> to be fair, yeah, he, said he, he said he was done with the role of the nemesis, and guess what? He came back in Picard. So yeah, what he meant was uh, he needed to be offered more money. Yeah, and then <laughs> I, I am I am done with the data role at this pay scale. Yeah, yeah, good. But I mean, they were already. I mean, in. There were other people making androids because Harry Mudd found a planet of androids, didn't he? Mm, yeah. Mm. So the androids, androids, other people are other people are doing android stuff. Mm. Yeah. So, all right. Anyway, getting off topic, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I just I think the whole idea of a Khan descendant is really interesting. So I'm very mm. very keen to see where mm. that goes. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd really like to see a full trailer now, or even a I teaser would. trailer. You know, 
Yeah, absolutely, I would. It's when do we know when Strange New Worlds is meant to be premiering? Again, it's next year. There's very there's no confirmed date, but all being well, I think they would like. I imagine the intent is to follow Picard with Strange New Worlds. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we're in a point where we're going to have almost an entire year of weekly Star Trek. Oh my goodness, we're we're going to be. Busy podcasting, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, we really need to pull our fingers out. I think. Yeah, <laughs> do some Star Trek talking. Yeah, um, but yeah, from from lower deck starting, we should go pretty straight, much straight to Prodigy. As I said, that overlaps to Discovery, which should then go up to Picard, which then is a strange new world. So by the time that's done, maybe they've made another series of lower decks. Yeah, or maybe we'll maybe that. That new Kelvin verse movie will, yeah, will be on um, the on the cards. And they've officially announced Picard series three is greenlit, and they've mm. essentially they're filming back to back. So they've gone straight to filming, finished two, started three. So Picard series three is not that far away. Oh, amazing! I know. I mean, we're we're in a hell of a time to, to be a Star Trek fan now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Unless you're one of those grumpy Star Trek fans who thinks all the new series are shit on everything. But... <laughs> yeah, uh, if that's the case, it's a tough time for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry you, you, you guys are, are, are struggling with that. But yeah, you know, maybe try The Expanse or something. I hear that's good. <laughs> it is good. It is very good. Or the Orville, but I don't know. It's been ages now since they've done any more Orville, isn't it? It, it? Yeah, no, they I, are doing. They are they are filming season three, um, or they have done. So, but yeah, well, it was a combination of things because it moved. It moved so networks. It moved networks, and then the pandemic hit. So, mm. I mean, it was always going to be a bit delayed anyway because it moved networks and they took it. But, but yeah, so. I, yeah, but they are they are doing season three of the Orville. Does any does anyone else have any uh, final thoughts on the on the trailers, or, or there, is there a trailer that we've forgotten about that we should talk about? Um, I mean, there was the Lower Decks one, but we kind of discussed that in our Lower Decks episode. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, no, it's 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 um, all pretty exciting stuff. I think we covered everything. Yeah, I just yeah. um I I just looked at the Star Trek Prodigy page on on Wikipedia and apparently um the guy they're getting back the guy who played the outrageous Akona in Prodigy. Really? Oh, cool. Which is interesting because we see we see that character in the episode five of Lower Decks, but mm. but we don't there's no sort of speaking role for him. Yeah. But but in this, they're getting back the original actor. Uh, Interesting. Uh, Billy Campbell. Yeah. Um, mm. Which is pretty cool. It's a. It's. I never expected. I can honestly say I never expected us to see the outrageous Akona again. <laughs> but he seems to be. He's back. Two times this he's year, back two in a big years. in a big way. Can't get yeah. can't get rid of him. <laughs> no, maybe we, maybe hey maybe we'll get to see Roga Danar again. We got a Roga <laughs> Danar mention in Lower Deck season one, but yeah, but you never know. We could go back. We could go back to that. We could go back to that world that that Picard abandoned, um, <laughs> um, and see what happened. Um, yeah. Picard was spot on with that. They need to sort their shit out. Right, well, you know, I agree to disagree. I'm not going to get back into that because we had that argument a we while did. ago. So, um, yeah. yeah I'll, um, um, one thing Prodigy won't, I would imagine, won't be doing is the amount of reference that Lower X crams in. Because it's pointless for Prodigy. If you're aiming it at kids, they're not going to know all those little details. They're not going to have a clue who the giant Spock skeleton is. So... Yeah, they're going to be like, oh, man, I got this. We're, we're transporting this shipment of LOL dolls. <laughs> 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 I get that. I get that reference. Mom. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, they exist. So, they? <laughs> are they, um, yeah, I'd be interested to see that then. It could be quite cool to see how they bring a Kona in. Outrageously, oh. I hope. Yeah, well, absolutely. Yeah. 
Least but, you know, but, but you know, outrageously, but 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 age appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we should uh, maybe we should wrap it up here then. Um, yeah, if we haven't got anything else to say about the uh, the trailers. Well, yeah, it's been really uh, you know it's a really exciting time for for Star Trek. I think it, it's fair to say we we were excited by all the trailers. Which, which I expected we probably would be. <laughs> and um, look forward to being able to talk about those shows on the podcast once once we actually get to see them. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It'll be coming um, up soon. Yeah. So, yeah, thanks very much for listening, everyone. And uh, we will be back, of course, with more Star Trek talking in the future. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, shit in French. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a new um a new way to say goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Shit in French. Shit in French. <laughs> Do you realize how incredible this is? It's tradition. You ever noticed that bum? What? That bum. Oh no! I will say. I will say. Fewer things. Fewer things. Okay. Enough of this self-indulgence. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, our website is www.loweredexradio.co.uk. You can reach us on the Twitters at at 10 backward, 10 being the number and backward being the word backward. We're also on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash 10 backward podcast. You can also email us at crew at loweredexradio.co.uk. On a personal, individual level, my Twitter is at Will Turland. Rick Everson's Twitter is at TrekFanRick. And Rick Palmer's Twitter is at Mr. Imhotep. Hi, thank you again for listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, you might consider supporting us. We have now have a Patreon uh, where people can... Uh, pledge small amounts to fund uh, ongoing projects like uh, keeping our website up to date, uh, um, new audio equipment as we're going along, and potentially uh, opportunities to expand our content. Uh, you can go look at this at patreon.com forward slash loweredexradio. Uh, if you don't feel you can donate but would still like to support us, we would love it if you could subscribe to us or however get your podcast through iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play or we're on various third party apps and if you could leave us a review on any of those that would be fantastic and would be very appreciative. Thanks again for listening and please tune in for more podcasts from the 10 Backward Crew. Let's make sure history never forgets the name 10 Backward. Laddie, don't you think you should rephrase that? 10 Backward. 10 Backward.